Hi, it's Darren from Composers in a Jukebox, and I hope you don't mind me standing in the way between you and our intro music. You're about to listen to one of our most unique and ambitious episodes yet, which not just involves our casual chit-chat and banter, but also a lot of music making. I should probably tell you that this episode was recorded on the day of the 2023 Oscars, and so we too have spent some time casually chatting about our hopes and predictions without any ability to see into the future that the award for best original score would have gone to Volker Bertelmann in an absolutely well-deserved win, I must add. But now enough of me, sit tight as we bring on our intro music. Welcome to Composers in a Jukebox, a podcast that brings together a special breed of musicians in a conversation about their craft. We don't really have a plan today, although we are surrounded by a bunch of snazzy instruments and thought it would be a good idea to do something with them. Hi. Hello. It's good to be back. I haven't been on in a while, so that's true. It's welcome good to back. Be here. Yeah, welcome back. It's good to have you back. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's very nice to see the whole team. It's it's interesting because for most of the podcasts that we do, we've been working in several different configurations mm-hmm. um, of of the team, and for once, we have the whole team together. Oh yeah, all four yeah. of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's the twelfth of March. It is the day of the Oscars, and um, yeah, it might be. well, it's, it's always interesting <laughs> to see what films get nominated for Oscars because um, a lot of the times I think they they often have to do with films that are also nominated for Best Picture and films that are in a lot of other categories. Like for instance, this year I'll just give a rundown if I'm remembering this correctly of the films that are um, nominated for Oscars. Um, the score for Everything Everywhere All at Once is nominated. The score for All Quiet on the Western Front is nominated. The score for Babylon is nominated. The score for The Fablemans is nominated. And um, the score for The Banshees of Inisherin is also nominated. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about the composers as well. I like how you nearly forget that, forgot I know. that last one. <laughs> I, it's, it's funny because I've seen, I've seen all of them. I've listened to all the scores except for Babylon. Mm. Um Oh, I've actually I haven't seen the Fablemans either. I thought I thought you'd heard Babylon because on, no, on I, the train I, here you were talking so much about. Justin no, I, I heard the score. I just haven't the seen Oscar. the movie. I've listened to, like the whole score of Babylon, but you know I don't know if it's entirely. It's definitely not entirely fair to judge if the score should win an Oscar if I haven't seen the film. But I've listened to the score though because I know um, Justin Hurwitz went through quite a process to get it recorded, um, and it's quite a dense score. It has a lot of. Um, influences of contemporary music in it, even though it is sort of a big band score. So, you know, it's it's, it's not really um, up my alley of the type of music I like to listen to, but it's a very interesting score. And it, apparently in terms of the odds, it's the front runner to win this year. Yeah, for um, sure. What are your favorite scores? Of, of this From, year, of yeah, the ones that were nominated? Uh, for me, it's everything, everywhere, all at once. I just think the amount of diversity in that score in terms of the types of cues and also the way there there are some cues in that score that i think are very very um unconventionally done in a very effective way like there's a lot of action cues in that score that are done with chamber ensembles yeah which is which again isn't something like you'd never hear 
there there are scores that do that but i think it's particularly interesting the way they for instance like used a lot of um pitching around of instruments warping different things to create those type of sounds like there's tons of um instances where you can tell they take a certain drum sound like a, a pitch drum and then they they'll pitch it way up and down and they'll like do these runs and things like that where you can tell they sampled it like put it in contact or another you know another type of sampler and done that with it which i think is very very novel and creative and also there's a ton of really high quality music in that it's kind of just like an achievement of a score um, yeah. so that that was my favorite score of the year for sure i think it's always very encouraging to remember or, or to think that um you know, there, there's actually a lot of recognition given to experimental uh, film scores these days. And being quite an experimental composer myself, um, it's nice to know that there is a place for that in the industry. And it seems like there's quite a lot of recognition going to that sort of thing um, with, you know, for example, with Hilda's Joker a, a while ago. Yeah. And this year with, um, you know, Sun Lux and um, the great Volker Bertelman being nominated for All Quiet and Rest in Front as well. Those are, the, those are incredibly experimental. And I mean, I was just, um, I was just sharing with all of you <laughs> on the way here, and this is more for our listeners as well. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting Volker just a couple of weeks ago, and we we're talking about his um, experimental approach of, um, you know, including sounds from recorded from the insides of a harmonium um, and stuff like that. You know, functioning as percussive elements in the score. It it con- all contributes to a, a very unique. Uh, and very individual and also very industrial sound world which which works with the film incredibly well in my opinion yeah i agree yeah. that that was also one of my favorite scores uh this year um what about levin and jolene it, it Sorry, doesn't have to be an oscar nominated score as well um it, i'm just curious about your favorite scores of the year because you know the oscar is supposed to be for the best score of the year so if you have one that's not nominated for an oscar i'd be curious for that as well right in that case, I have to give some love to the Rings of Power. <gasps> oh <laughs> yes, oh, not a movie oh. score, but still, still not a good not score. not a movie score. That's yeah. that, that's true. But in in scope, I mean, yeah. even even bigger, I'd say. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. No, that was uh, uh, yeah that that elevated the whole show to to another level, and that was a was a real surprise. I mean, I I had Bear McCreary on my radar, but that that score was kind of okay. I've I understand he's a he's a he's a master now. <laughs> <laughs> There's Big some beautiful themes well. in in that score, yeah. and also very well very well developed at the same time. Yeah, I I know it's it's a very like beautiful melodies and also uh, a diversity of of textures. Um, I think it's it's got a little bit it's got something for everyone in 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 there. Um, I like I like that score a lot. Yeah, nice. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I was obsessing over that series when it was coming out. That's what was every I. Friday morning. <laughs> and I wasn't. I mean, I like Lord of the Rings, but I wasn't like obsessing over the films. Yeah, but I don't know. Kind of that 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 show made me rewatch them also, and and uh, yeah, rekindle the interest <laughs> in that the whole franchise. So, yeah, yeah. What about you, Jolie? Oh gosh, well. To be honest, guys, I've been more focused on the video game scores recently. You can so. name a video game score. He just named a TV score. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry for, for breaking, breaking all the rules. That's okay. There are a bunch of awards for video games, and there was the Grammys and stuff too. So there's it's awards season. I mean, like in the, the recent award for Elden Ring. Remember, there was like a meme out of it because 
uh, you know, I'm not gonna explain the meme. That you can you can just go watch. It's just hilarious. But I like the score for Elden Ring a lot. I'm. It's it's a shame. I know that God of War won best score. Another Bear McCreary score. Yeah, another Bear McCreary score. Yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's because, doing a good job. Yeah, he did a really good job on it. But uh, not not to say it's bad. I mean, like I I'm playing Elden Ring right now. I'm enjoying the score so much because it does not. It's not in your face, first of all, and it does heighten the mood especially when you're facing the the, the enemies that i assume the boss difficult. battle music though is pretty in your because i've listened to that score just on the soundtrack album and the boss battle stuff is pretty epic yes and you, you're more focused on killing the boss you, mm-hmm. you, like the, if you actually sit down and listen to it you'd probably be dead all the time like i heard from you know mo- some players who actually just sit there just he went into the the, the boss battle room not doing anything, just listening to the music and getting killed more than ten times. Yeah. Fun. I've played. I've actually played Bloodborne and, and Dark Souls Three. I'm oh, not a yeah. huge gamer, but for some reason, those are the games that I've. Some of the games I've played, and yeah, they're fucking hard. It's brutal. It's like, brutal. I I used to do this thing where I would do push-ups every time I died in one of those games, <laughs> and it maybe the best shape I've ever been in is like, when I did that. Bloodborne, the Souls games, it's like you can't you can't always like win all the time. It's like it's a process of dying and learning the movement. Like you gotta die a lot of time, just you gotta get used to it. I well guess. the music really has to be yeah. good as well because you'll be hearing the same pieces of music over and over because a lot yes. of times you'll die a lot of times on those bosses. So if the music was repetitive or annoying it could really, really yeah, that's true. bother you. And yeah. I like the part where this music actually relates to the lore. Like Elden Ring lore is just a huge mismatch and a lot of like. Um, well, Sorry, just a question. <laughs> mostly because I, uh, I'm I'm an absolute noodle, and I I don't really play or know much about games. Where where in the timeline is the Elden Ring set? No, it's it, it's a it's a different. Um, it's it's basically a created fantasy world and things yeah. like that by the you know developers and things right. like that so it's it's okay. its own thing yeah it's its own much. thing I, I i've just i've it, just embarrassed myself in front of it no that's no, 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 <laughs> it's i mean it's very influenced by that stuff for sure i mean i mean george r, r. martin did you know write oh yeah he story. did yeah. co-write it oh. yeah i know we're going out of topic but i just need to mention the the demigods and the gods in the game and if you take their initials it spells out j r m there's Godfrey, there's Godric, there's oh, Renella, cool. there's Rani, there's um, America, Melania. If you check everything out, like, wow, there's one way to put your name in the game. Huh? Yeah. I want to do that now <laughs> with music. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Very cool. Darren. Very cool. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just a couple more hours and I guess we'll see what the most recognized film score yeah yes. I, i'm curious so there's a couple there's some scores i was kind of surprised weren't nominated what the number one one i was most surprised wasn't nominated was the whale uh score yeah again haven't seen the whale so but i've listened to the score and i know a lot of people you, you've seen it darren um yeah. who have seen it and say the score is excellent by rob simonson a composer i really like yes I was obsessed over the whale. I've watched it, it four times. And <laughs> I, I've seen wow. some some clips of, of the whale. And the score is pretty prominent in the film. It's noticeable, which is a big part of... I mean, I, I think that can be one of the sort of flawed processes of, you know, voting for awards is... Which, you know, is very understandable, which is that if the more noticeable something is, the more likely people might recognize it for an award. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the best, you know... 
um, score. There are scores that are very prevalent that like this, one of my favorite scores is the score for If Beale Street Could Talk. That score is very prominent in the film. It's also, I think, a brilliant score. But, you know, sometimes there's more subtle scores that also deserve recognition and things yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. But, Actually, from in, in my opinion, I don't think the score for The Whale is subtle at all. Yeah. Um, just because it's so it's so unique in its sound world that it stands out in context of, of a film that, you know, it, and also the film is kind of, it's based on a play, it's set in, in the same house um, across all the scenes and it's meant to be, you know, visually and narratively claustrophobic and, and quiet, but with the score in there, it, it really sort of adds to the flavour of the film. And I mean, it was, I think they, they even, construct it brand new like sort of you know never seen before instruments uh for the film including uh a massive uh overtone flute yeah yeah i noticed some and of there's the a flute yeah, stuff. yeah which plays a prominent part in the score and also i think they recorded it with the uh with the london contemporary orchestra with uh, chamber strings euphoniums alto flutes and organ nice. and so the you know just thinking about it in terms of sound wall it's it's you know, quite lush. Yeah, that's why I was a lot surprised of it, it wasn't, in, didn't in get nominated though. It's quite an interesting story it's, of how they did the score. It's prominent in the film. I think maybe w one thing that's kind of interesting to talk about with the Oscars is how being being nominated for best picture impacts the, your ability to win an Oscar for best score. Because, you know, in, in the odds right now, Babylon is the most favorite score. However, the kind of counterpoint that some people are making to if it can actually win is that Babylon's not nominated for Best Picture. The Whale, similarly, is not nominated for Best Picture. Yes. That might be an impact of why, you know, maybe a lot of people, you know, didn't see it um, or, or haven't watched it or they don't think as highly of the movie as, as you do. And that subconsciously impacts them. Like one of my favorite scores is Lady in the Water. That movie was not critically praised, particularly. So there was no way it was going to get nominated for an Oscar, even though the score is excellent. So you, you'll never see, pretty much you'll never see, a movie that is considered to be mediocre or not good have a score nomination, which is kind of interesting. For sure. That, that, is, a, that is a really valid point. And uh, we do see a trend in, uh, especially in, well, I guess for most years where score original score nominations overlap quite a fair bit with with best picture nominations yeah. and likewise with other categories as well uh but i think it might be about a good time to get to what we're doing in this podcast <laughs> which is something that's really interesting we've never we've never done this before uh but we are currently sat in my studio in beaconsfield uh it's a cozy little room <laughs> hopefully if you're the same <laughs> oh jolene <laughs> You're too sweet. Uh, surround it by uh, a bunch of random instruments, including a keyboard, a violin, uh, a synth, a theremin, mini theremin with one antenna, a kalimba and a flute. Uh, and all of us here today, um, myself, Luke Leventon, Jolene, are musicians, instrumental musicians, as much as we are composers. And so we thought that it would be a really good idea to sort of pick up some of these instruments randomly and play around with it in a in an improv session great yeah i'm nervous uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm a bit nervous yeah when when was the last time any of you did something remotely like this 
Ooh, besides like, you know, obviously on your own work and things like that, like j just jamming with other people. That's interesting. I don't think I've done it since I've been in London, since I've been at Royal College. No, no, I, I've jammed on piano with some people and, and done that at Royal College. I'd say like a couple months ago. Yeah. 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 It's, it's certainly been a while for me, um, you know, just playing things because I... Um, I do a fair amount of conducting and I play the flute as well. Um, and most of most of what I play are notated material. And in a way, what we're aiming for uh, by playing things that are notated on a score is, you know, absolute precision and, and um, you know, re refinement with every single moment. But it's slightly different in an improv, isn't it? There's a lot of, you know, it's it's more responsive and you know, even if you play something that's unintended, it's about what you do after that. And so that's what I'm kind of, you know, slightly interested in experiencing in these next couple of yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah. slightly very, <laughs> very interested. <laughs> yeah, and of course, Levant, you, um, you're, you're a violinist as well. Yeah, um, that's true. I mean, I, I, a castral violinist. Yeah, for the, for, for the most part, I, uh, I'm with you there. Most of the stuff I play on the violin is, is uh, yeah, it's, all, it's already written down. Um, but I've done some stuff. It's 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 been a while though. Um, like shortly uh, before I came to London, um, like during my undergrad, I was for for a couple of years. I was a part of a group. We did like world music and jazz improv and and stuff like that. So I, I did that on my violin as well. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been a while, and I have no idea what kind of style we're going for. Like nothing. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, the thing uh, is, like, we haven't actually played together. Like, that yeah. is true. No, this is true. Yeah. Like, we no, work together as composers. Yeah, we know not, each other as you know, composers, yeah. but, but, no, not, but not as, as musicians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. So this this is going to be fun. Um, right. So <laughs> take your picks. Uh, we've got we we've got a piano. We can mm -hmm. we might be able to fit two. We've got a kalimba. My uh, my cork Volkers ran out of battery, so oh, I think no. that's. <laughs> uh, I do have a uh, a trombone mouthpiece lying around <laughs> at the back. I think somebody should should jump on Kalimba at some point. We can switch around. Yeah, we can yeah, swap yeah. around. I'll, I'll grab yeah. a Kalimba. Yeah. Also, also. I'll, I'll try the piano then. Whatever. Yeah, whoever wants can also try the violin, if, even if you're not a violin. Oh, I'm not. You might get some interesting stuff out of it. It's it's fine. It's not yeah. my expensive one. That that's okay. <laughs> can I? So you you can't. It's it it. it you, yeah. Let's call it okay. all the way. Let I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the start of the improv. Uh, right. So, take take your picks, take your seats, and uh, we'll get cracking. Thank you. 
Yeah, that was fun. That was more oh, that fun was... than I was expecting. You, know, <laughs> you used to be Palumbo and stuff, too. Your thing... Have you got, have you got bruises? And yeah, my pants are really rapid. Like, I was like... You know, I, 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 just will, stopped. I will literally hint to you, like, you want to train? Oh, oh, that's what you were doing. I thought you were like... It was actually like it was a good example of like sometimes limitation can make it a lot more interesting and creative. Is because okay. yeah. a because you, like you were doing stuff with like here with like a flat and things like that. There's certain notes that this doesn't have, so you have yeah. to pick your notes selectively, and also your hands get tired, so you have to use it as a. <laughs> it was kind of a percussion. Are we instrument. recording it's, this? I just yes. stopped recording. Yes, we are. Oh yeah, this is keeping going. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Woo, and it was what your, do you I, I, I presume that's your first time in the kalimba. First time improvising <laughs> on a kalimba. I've recorded some things with kalimba and things like that, but yeah, respect to all the kalimba players out there. <laughs> it really hurts your thumbs. And I, I also play guitar, so I have some calluses on one of my hands, but like, yeah, it was hard. <laughs> I, I had to use it as a... I wasn't like thinking crazy outside the box when I started using it as a percussion instrument. My hands just hurt eventually. <laughs> My thumbs hurt, so I was like, oh, yeah. percussion so you, so you weren't just improvising, you were discovering the instrument. As yeah, yeah. The, the, the idiomatic, like, you know, I figured out too, just, you know, with my level of skill, there's a certain speed I can't trill at, you know, because I, <laughs> I was figuring out when you guys were doing all the trills, I was like, oh, I've got to trill a little bit slower than them. And you kind of have to make that part of the, you know, the, the process is you know the the functions of your instrument which is interesting because I'm, I'm normally a piano player and you know on piano you can do so many things yeah. um and it's such a free instrument you can play like, yeah. you can play for so you long you have a blast jolie yeah I know. it's been a while it's been a while but i yeah, mean the that... last time we did it is with um rcm remember the free impro oh yes that, yeah. yeah and then the really really last time i was at a, a jazz bar with the jamming session that was so fun but, but that was in Taiwan right oh yeah. yeah that's so cool I loved how he starts it with a with a sort of idea of, of pulse and tempo yeah. in mind when, when Luke began on the kalimba and then as we progressed it gradually just phased out and it became yeah. more and more gelatinous more of a yeah. textural thing eventually. yeah um, yeah that was a lot of fun and I, I do feel like it, it it didn't sound bad actually. actually no, we had, we had a nice jam going. It could be a, a piece on its own. I'm yeah. just saying. We got like what 13 minutes of music. Yeah. And, Guess and what, that. guys? We wrote our first piece as a composer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Register it on, uh, on PRS, everyone. Yeah, register those PRS. royalties from our own podcast. <laughs> Put it performance royalties. Yeah, as performance well. royalties. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Performance. We'll get one for 13 minutes today. Yeah. <laughs> But it was so fun to play with you guys. Awesome. It's yeah, so it was fun. It's a good good ensemble too in terms of like we've got a you know, the range of instruments. I remember when I was taking in my undergraduate we were doing conducting mm -hmm. and everyone was just piano players <laughs> like oh. like it was like mostly piano players and it was at like 9 a.m. so they had us just all sing and like have three piano players and I was like, "Oh, what a horrible ensemble. <laughs> we actually yeah. have like some variety here. They they don't watch, they don't count, they don't no. <laughs> listen. No, no I, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's, it's, all oh, it's, it's true. It's it's true though. I I, I've, uh, <laughs> I thought I was just joking. I, I, no, I mean I'm a piano player. I played orchestral stuff. They they don't watch a lot of the time. <laughs> there, there. We just listen for we we like figure out oh, this is what it sounds like before I play, and then you just hope you come in at the right time. The Dutch is not probably not going to cue you anyway, so yeah. you're on your own. Yeah. You're like on and what I know this is a bit of a separate thing, but one thing that's quite interesting about 
orchestral piano playing is so often pianists are so used to playing recitals playing concertos where they're the star yeah and when you play like true orchestral piano man is it the opposite <laughs> you, you, you're like no people are cueing you like you, you have, I have to, to count you, you just you're like you're it's funny people say in a lot of ways piano's a tuned percussion instrument and in that sense you really are more like a like a marimba player yeah like you know a concert pianist so it's, some egos get really shattered when when they play in in uh in orchestra speaking from experience there luke <laughs> yeah i was i was a diva i was just oh why am i why am i not playing in a concerto why sure, are they i'm sure you're not no i wasn't i actually thought it was in, in a sense i actually thought it was kind of fun because you got i think it's it's more enjoyable if you're a composer and you're in that setting too is yeah. i think it's interesting being and this is why like stuff like this is also to bring it back around really fun even if you're a piano player is i feel like piano players sometimes are even if they're accompanying somebody it's different than truly like playing with them in a certain sense like piano players tend to fill a different role and really like feeling like you're part of an ensemble that's why i liked playing chamber music is when you're a piano player and you're part of a chamber ensemble you really are part of that ensemble you're yeah. not like a separate kind of instrument accenting them or accompanying them yeah. or things like that um, feel you look yeah no it's, 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 it's true i think whereas you you're very much part of the ensemble in a certain way yeah yeah, yeah there's sure. even like a physical level of distance with piano players because you're sitting behind something yeah absolutely. Um, so yeah yeah absolutely and for listeners out there thank you so much for listening to us just banging away on on random instruments the next time we come in to do this we're going to use the uh the Vulcan modular and oh we, we gotta use those the I'll, I'll bring my prophet as well, well I'll, I'll bring, bring yeah. my reface yeah. next time yeah, yeah we have to a continue. full a full synth improv yeah, 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 yeah. synth prof synth prof synth prof that's really fun look so Luke's bringing I'm bringing Levin to know by bringing an electric violin next oh. time oh hey, hey, that, that would be sick I've got a yeah. bunch of guitar pedals yeah is that awesome Sounds out of the tin whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Come on.